0: Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friend, have you heard some of the reports of things like aluminum in your deodorant causing problems or leaching of metals into water from pots and pans? Have you ever wondered if cooking in aluminum foil is actually a good idea? Maybe you've even Googled your symptoms and come up with information around heavy metal toxicity, but you were dismissed by your doctor. Conventional medicine actually knows a great deal about what happens to the body when we suffer from a significant or severe heavy metal toxicity. Where the knowledge gap tends to be is in those non-acute or chronic places. It's these low levels of heavy metals that tend to cause big ongoing problems. So today we're going to talk about some of the most common heavy metal issues, ways to prevent them, and how to know if you have a heavy metals problem. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, I'm Audrey Christie. I'm a functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner. I help women heal from chronic illness and autoimmune disease. I help you to stop chasing symptoms. I help you to find your root cause, and I help you to ultimately heal your body from the roots up. This is also a great time to let you know that if you're looking to DIY your healing journey with lots of support, a community, and a practitioner-led component, then make sure you check out the Root Cause Revolution membership. It's my monthly membership, and we have an incredible community there. This membership is jammed packed. I've had so many people tell me that it's made more difference for them than the hundreds or thousands of dollars they spent with health coaches and on courses and with even their functional medicine doctors. Every month we have live Q&A calls so you can ask me any question that you have. We have a live energy session each month, plus there is a whole video and assessment library packed full of information. All of that is included in the membership and you get big savings on practitioner grade supplements and lab tests. There is always new content coming in and there is a free private forum as well. You can get all that info at audreychristie.com forward slash membership. And I will of course link it on the show notes page. All right, let's dig in to heavy metals. So in the past and in conventional medicine in general, A heavy metal was only considered toxic if symptoms, obvious symptoms, could be um, observed right after exposure. So you basically had to say, one, I know I was exposed to heavy metals. Two, these are the symptoms that started right after it happened. Three, now can you help me? Now we know with better data, we know that we can... Recognize now that there are subtle toxicities that can actually disrupt the functions of your body at a cellular level. And it can actually take years for such a toxicity to produce obvious signs and symptoms. As you know, if you've been hanging around, there are lots of different things that come together, lots of roots that lead to the expression of dis ease in your body, right? And it's the same thing with heavy metal toxicity. The ultimate effect that a heavy metal has on you, on me, on your neighbor or your sister, or your brother, or your aunt has to do with a number of things, including genetics, right? Are you genetically susceptible? Um, Two, the strength of your nutrition and lifestyle in preventing these sort of things. Three, your drainage pathways, how well your body eliminates toxins. And four, the other toxins that you are exposed to on a daily basis. And that's different for everyone. So that's why some people have, you know, aluminum in their deodorant. They brush their teeth with fluoride toothpaste. They routinely heat and reheat their food in aluminum foil and never end up with Alzheimer's. Whereas other people are really cautious about all of those things and maybe only are exposed to aluminum in dining out once or twice a week. And they end up with aluminum induced Alzheimer's, right? The, the difference is um, in The total picture, that holistic picture of what's going on with a person. Now, it's been my experience with hundreds of clients, as well as my experience personally with a lot of physicians, that oftentimes um, doctors tend to shrug off patient's symptoms, especially if they don't fit into the disorders and the diseases that they are most familiar with. Um, I've seen numerous clients whose doctors had attributed chronic symptoms to stress or, um, to a a child's symptoms to ADHD and their illnesses ultimately ended up being tied to, um, various heavy metals in the body. And then once those patients uh, eliminated those elevated heavy metals, their symptoms, their chronic illness, their issues went away for good. For the most part, most physicians are so unfamiliar with heavy metal toxicities, they don't even consider them as a possibility when diagnosing sickness. And that's not really their fault, right? They don't know what they don't know. It's not part of what a um, medical doctor of today is designed to do. A medical doctor of today is designed to say, you have X, Y, and Z symptoms, that equals ABC diagnosis. If you take X, Y, Z and you add ABC, that equals GEF prescription, right? GEF pharmaceutical drug. And that's, again, not their fault. That's the way the system is designed. And But because of that, because doctors are not trained to recognize this heavy metal toxicity at these lower levels when it's not, I know I was exposed on January 2nd, on January 4th I started symptoms type situation, um, people continue to suffer with these problems. And when you apply something like functional and integrative medicine, when you apply something like evidence-based treatment, you can actually get to the root cause of this stuff and alleviate the problem for good. So today I want to talk about three specific heavy metals. We're going to talk about cadmium, which sounds really scary, right? You might've heard about like nuclear stuff, cadmium. Uh, we're gonna talk about lead and we're gonna talk about aluminum. Okay. We are going to talk about what issues tend to arise with these three, uh, heavy metals when they're in that sort of, um, subtle, symptom creating range we're going to talk about ways to avoid it ways to prevent it what to do if you suspect that is an issue for you and um, we'll talk a little bit about sort of step one right of how to get out of it cadmium is the first one cadmium is found naturally in our environment of course but it's never found alone in its environment usually it's found with zinc right you might be thinking well zinc that's good but cadmium um is a byproduct of zinc smelting and the burning of fossil fuels. It's often associated with mining operations, with battery production, with uh, the burning of municipal wastes, um, with phosphate fertilizers also. So the way we humans get it, unless you work in a cadmium-based energy, is generally from our food sources, and this happens because um, leafy plants tend to absorb cadmium from the soil, uh, especially when certain types of fertilizer are used. It can also come from cigarette smoking, whether you smoke cigarettes or people around you um, smoke cigarettes, so from second-hand smoke. One sort of inconspicuous place that cadmium often comes from are um, the clear plastic wrap, like saran wrap, used to cover uh, dishes. It contains cadmium, and so you should never, ever, ever heat your food with saran wrap. Um, It should be safe in the refrigerator, but never heat your food up in the saran wrap. Also, drinking water can be uh, contaminated with cadmium. In most instances, uh, drinking water levels are very low, but if you have PVC plumbing, um, and metal pipes, or either or, PVC or metal pipes, both of those actually con, uh, contain cadmium in them. So, when cadmium gets in your body, uh, it accumulates over time, right? We know that when our toxicity buckets fill up, that eventually they start to overflow and cause symptoms. Same thing for cadmium. Cadmium accumulates over time. It's generally absorbed in the gut and then it travels to the liver. Um, and From there, if everything's working properly, the liver can actually neutralize some of the metal. Uh, If not, the cadmium is excreted from the kidneys. But generally what happens if the liver functions are impaired because of other toxic exposures, which if you're exposed to cadmium, you likely have other toxic exposures. It could be from alcohol abuse, from metabolic disorders, from taking too many prescription or over-the-counter drugs. Um... Oftentimes the liver can't do its job properly and the cadmium is not excreted, but it's actually sent all around the body to other organs, including the brain. And so a lot of times if you're in a high cadmium area or if you have been exposed to a lot of cadmium, our body levels can be really, really high by the time we're in our 40s and 50s. Now, what, is that ha- what happens in the body when that happens? Well, um, it results in altered calcium metabolism. So we're looking at things like osteomalacia, which is the loss of calcium from our body. So osteoporosis, right? Um, it also sh- has been associated with high blood pressure. Now, the studies are not enough to say that cad- high blood pressure is caused by cadmium exposure, but it is certainly increased by uh, cadmium exposure so just like anything else hypertension or high blood pressure isn't necessarily caused by cadmium exposure but for those people who are sensitive to cadmium for all the reasons why we discussed before then yes your hypertension especially if you're you know, looking in the mirror and you're saying, I don't have any of the signs or reasons why I have high blood pressure, this is so weird, then it could be a cadmium exposure. Long-term cadmium exposure can do all kinds of things to the brain, including Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, ALS, strokes, and brain injury. It's a really destructive process, and it's slow. Um, it can also affect depression and anxiety by messing with the serotonin and dopamine levels in the brain. The next heavy metal we're going to talk about is lead. And you may be familiar with lead toxicity because there were tons and tons of lawsuits in the not too distant past, right, of lead paint. Um, there were federal guidelines established in the 1970s um, that led to the poisoning, lead poisoning to be reduced by almost eighty percent from nineteen seventy six to nineteen ninety one. But that doesn't mean that lead's still not around us in our environment. It's still in the soil. It's in cans. It's in paint. It's in plaster. It's in our water pipes. It's in um soldering. It's in newsprint. If you still have a newspaper, right? It's in ceramic glaze. It's in some herbal products. And it's in places like indoor shooting ranges, um, which is somewhere that a lot of people don't consider for lead contamination. Um, And as far as as herbal products, so herbal products imported from China um, are not tested very well. Uh, They can also contain mercury in addition to lead. So you want to be really careful there. Um, American-made herbal products have not had this same problem. In the same way that cadmium can affect people at different levels, it's the same for lead. And we'll discover soon that it's the same for aluminum when we talk about that as well. Um, It is important to clear the body of lead uh, once you discover that there is some sort of lead issue. Now, lead toxicity actually leads to, um, it's, it's much more prominent in kids and people above middle, middle age for one. Um, and lead exposure affects serotonin levels and it can actually, uh, lead to violent behavior. So it leads to violent and antisocial behavior, which seems, seems odd that, that that it could do that, but it's because it affects the serotonin and dopamine levels in the brain. It can also cause hyper irritability uh, for kiddos and adults. Now, the last one I want to talk about, just to give you like a little bit of background on these heavy metals so you understand where we can get exposed to them, is aluminum. And aluminum is the third most common element on earth. It is also one of the most common heavy metal toxicities that we are exposed to. We are routinely exposed to something called free aluminum or aluminum salts. And this is from the Too many to count industrial uses of aluminum as well as household uses of the metal. And I failed to mention this on cadmium and lead, but the same goes for aluminum. For all three of these metals, there are no standardized safe levels. No standardized safe levels of these metals, okay? So that's important to know. No one knows what constitutes a safe level of exposure for cadmium, lead, or aluminum, So you might be wondering where we pick it up. Well, we pick it up from fluoride, right? Which a lot of our water supply is um, contaminated with either intentionally or unintentionally with fluoride. We get it from our toothpaste. It's another place. Um, Fluoride is very, very toxic and it is an aluminum sulfate. It's found, aluminum is naturally found in a lot of foods and beverages Things that are acidic tend to have a higher concentration of aluminum like tomatoes, cranberries, apricots, cabbage and apples. So you want to make sure you're buying those things in um, not in cans, for one, uh, but organic when possible. Uh, If you do anything to bake with these items and add baking soda to them. So if you're making an apple pie, for example, um, this can actually increase the release of aluminum from these foods. Other major sources of aluminum in our food include processed cheese, Uh, non-organic teas, some herbs, again, from China, um, spices, and some commercial salts. But that's, it doesn't just come in our food, it comes on our food as well, because aluminum utensils and cans and foils and containers all pose a big, big risk for aluminum absorption into the food. Now, it is known that dark colored utensils contain more aluminum than light ones, um, and the presence of sugar actually inhibits the corrosion of aluminum utensils. So that's One positive thing for sugars, natural sugars, right? Um, When aluminum is ingested, whether it's in medications or in food or in beverages, aluminum is readily absorbed, right? And once it's in the bloodstream, it is transferred, it's tightly bound and transferred by or transported by a protein that is also the carrier for iron and manganese, And so these, it can allow aluminum to bind to these brain cells and these cells in our bodies that are actually receptors for iron and manganese, and the aluminum takes them over. Hopefully that gives you a little insight into three of the common metal toxicities. There are actually 23 different ones. It can be lead, mercury, aluminum, arsenic, too many to even list here. And the point of all of this is that toxicity leads to damage in the nervous system as well as your organs. So let's talk about some of the symptoms. There are tons of different symptoms associated with heavy metal toxicity. You may have one, you might have more than one, they might come and go, they might pop up at different times. But if you have any of these symptoms, it's a red flag and you should definitely check in with your functional wellness practitioner or check in with me and see what specific tests and treatments there are available for these heavy metal toxicities, because you shouldn't have to suffer. The first one is chronic fatigue. The second one is an autoimmune disease. The third one is chronic illness of any kind. Number four, neurological disorders. Number five, brain fog. Number six, depression or anxiety. Number seven, bipolar, paranoia, mood, mood swings, or schizoid behaviors. Number three is dementia and I've miscounted my numbers there, but the next one is dementia, and the last one is insomnia. Now, a lot of these symptoms go along with a heavy metal toxicity, but the three leading symptoms, the three leading symptoms are chronic fatigue, underactive thyroid, and specifically the a low conversion of T4 to T3 with anxiety. Okay, so I'm going to say that again because it was a little, it was a lot. So. All of the symptoms that I mentioned can go along with heavy metal toxicity. The three symptoms that I see most often are chronic fatigue, underactive thyroid, low T4 to T3 conversion, and anxiety. Okay, so what do you need to find that out? What do you need to find out if you have heavy metal toxicity? Well, number one. We would look at your lab work, okay? If you have the symptoms, that's kind of that first threshold. Number two is that we're going to look at lab work and see if we can determine what the root causes are for those symptoms. We're going to look at your complete blood count, your CBC. We're going to look at your CMP, complete metabolic profile. I'm going to recommend that you have a heavy metals toxicity test. It's a simple hair test you do at home. You send it in. It's pretty inexpensive and it tells you a lot. I also recommend that test for any kiddo that has been diagnosed with or has teachers or doctors pushing for an ADHD diagnosis and medication. Let's pause that and let's have a look at these heavy metal symptoms first. Once we know what's going on, Then we know specifically what metal it is. And the very, very first step is to remove the exposure, remove the exposure to the toxicity, to the heavy metal. This might be avoiding aluminum. This might be getting rid of all the fluoride or in combination with avoiding aluminum, Okay, but the very first step is to remove the toxicity. Then we're gonna start a drainage pathway protocol to make sure all your drainage pathways are flowing. This is gonna take care of some of the symptoms, but it will take specific detoxification from that heavy metal and whatever else is going on in order to return to wellness. And we can do some extra things in there, some tips, some tips while you're waiting. You should stay hydrated, right? You should avoid farmed fish and food. And these things, by the way, are the same things you do to prevent this problem. So, why don't we frame it like that? Let's frame it like how to prevent, if you don't already have these symptoms, and let's talk about how to prevent heavy metal toxicity. You want to stay hydrated with good, clean, filtered water. You want to avoid farmed fish and limit high mercury fish. Okay, so know what those are. You want to be tested for food allergies and sensitivities, or at least avoid your known triggers. You want to avoid non-organic foods. You want to eliminate foods with additives. There are 400 and some odd additives that have never been tested for safety in food that are allowed in our food by the FDA. You want to reduce or eliminate alcohol consumption. There's tons of heavy metals in alcohol. You want to add flax and chia seeds into your diet to help detox the colon, to help reduce inflammation. You want to speak to someone about methods and detoxification methods. You can also, if you're more of like a DIYer, you can check out the Root Cause Revolution membership, which has information on how to go through a protocol to rebalance the body back to wellness. Hopefully that helps make some sense of this heavy metal mess that so many people are in. If you are new to the root cause journey, I encourage you to download my kickstart your root cause revolution guide. It has all the info you need to get started on your healing path, including that drainage pathway protocol. You'll also get an invite to the wellness circle, which is my private Facebook group. It's a community of women pursuing holistic wellness, body, mind, and spirit. We have all kinds of fun discussions, uh, often around the root cause revolution podcast. We have free office hour Fridays, um, all kinds of stuff. You can find the links on the show notes page or go directly to Audrey forward slash root cause. Now to wrap this up, we live in a world full of heavy metals. Uh, even if you're doing the very best you can to avoid them, it's still possible to pick them up just in the air that we breathe, right? So you have to do your due diligence. Notice when symptoms are coming up. Maintain your drainage pathways and do your best to avoid toxic heavy metals. As I always say, if you only have one takeaway from today, know this. Chronic disease is preventable. Autoimmune disease and chronic disease They're both capable of being healed completely and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. You deserve to feel good. If you want to learn more about me, how to implement these things into your life for better, simple, more practical and sustainable ways of healing, head over to AudreyChristy.com. There's tons of downloads, all kinds of stuff to help you, resources to help you create your own root cause revolution. And remember that I am always rooting for you, friend, and I'm so grateful for you listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.